0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey, what's going on? Los Angeles, welcome in to the Rams skinny. Been a little bit of a hiatus, but excited to be back with everyone talking all things Rams. Excited to announce we are guest hosting this week's Believe in Rams podcast, airing live on Bally's West So thanks for having us. For those that have never seen us, we're excited to be here talking Rams. You can find all of our stuff over at the LA Football Network, LAFBnetwork.com. And our normal show is the Rams skinny, but excited to be on uh, Believe in Rams this week. So a lot of stuff to get into. It is the off season. The Rams are always active. We got some coaching hires official, my friend, that we'll get into as uh, Sean McVay has filled out his staff. We've got some free agency slash draft scenarios we want to dive into specifically around the edge and some star power that there's always rumors about. And then we're going to get a little bit of combine. We'll do more combine next week, but we want to specifically look at the cornerback position. Our guy Skinny T wrote a great article yesterday about that. So we'll dive into that. Make sure to check that out at lafpnetwork.com. But first and most importantly, my good friend, Ryan Skinny T Anderson. What's up, my man? How are you doing on a finally sunny day here in the Southland?
0: I love the Southern California sun. I was out there uh running and uh this morning and ha- had a great run and uh you know it's been a while since we recorded official Ram skinny. Um but we were together at the at the Super Bowl, uh working hard and and playing hard. You know, it uh it always occurs to me when we're doing uh the Super Bowl combine stuff like that that I can I can work hard or I can play hard. But doing both, doing both is rough, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're getting too old, too old for the the work hard and play hard aspect. Uh, the, when you play too hard now, it, it's hard to work after the next day. So, uh, but yes, great time out in Vegas with you and the whole LAFB crew. Hopefully you guys did were able to catch some of our our content from Radio Row. I had some great interviews with um, Chris Sims, Connor Rogers. Um, we had Cam Lynch, former Ram on, that's up on our channel if you haven't seen that. Uh, we had Quentin Lake on, which is a lot of fun, former Bruin and current Ram, who is just awesome. Quentin Lake is, uh, you know, he'll be, uh, he's very successful in the football field, has a long career ahead of him. But afterwards, he's got a, a job here at LAFB and media for sure. Um, so a lot of good stuff you can check out on the Rams LAFB channel, the main LAFB channel, or of course, LAFBnetwork.com. Show is always brought to you by our friends at Online. Make sure you head to betonline.ag, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. NBA's almost back from the all-star breaks, you got that to play with. Uh, The NHL is going great, Kings making a nice push out here in L.A., uh, and obviously baseball just around the corner, so plenty of stuff to bet on at BetOnline. Do it all at BetOnline.ag, promo code BELIEVE, tell them the guys at the Rams, Skinny, sent you. All right, Skinny T the coaching staff has been finalized for Sean McVay and our Los Angeles Rams. I'll go through the list. We won't dive too deep. Um, we don't have a ton of time and we don't want to bore people, but you know, we'll give some thoughts on some of these hires. Cause I think what's more interesting that we'll get into. I love, I love that you brought this up even before is kind of the philosophy or about shift, but kind of a philosophy in hiring last year defensively and now shifting that philosophy into the offensive side with some of the hires they made. So, um, what do you think? Should I rattle them all off or do you want to go one by one that way? Uh, let's, uh, let's go one by one. Okay. So let's start with the new defensive line coach. Obviously a huge loss losing coach, Eric Henderson, a uh, great pickup for USC, big loss for the Rams. But I think they get a really good coach here in, in stealing gift Smith from just across, just across the four Oh five. Down with the Los Angeles Chargers. He was the interim coach for the Chargers once Brandon steely was um, fired uh, late in the season. And so now Giff Smith comes over to the Rams to become their defensive line coach. Not the first time we've seen this. Eric Henderson was the assistant defensive line coach with the Chargers before the Rams nabbed him and made them their official defensive line coach. So they've gone to the Chargers well, similar to how the Chargers go to the Rams well a lot. You know, when you got two teams so close that's going to happen so your initial thoughts just on the on the gift smith hire
0: you know i think obviously a qualified guy um been in the league for a long time has lots of experience you gotta like that but i think you know along the same lines you want to give uh chris shula the new defensive coordinator uh who who we got great quote from quentin lake or uh, from Cam cam lynch talking about uh gif smith or i'll talk about chris shula as a guy that has done it all he's done everything from uh, being the janitor as he called it uh to uh now uh uh, he cleans the building and he owns the building is how he put it so um but i think that you know you want to you want to create an environment around a guy like that uh that where he has a lot of support and i think gif smith is is a guy that can offer that um you know but you know you're looking at uh, a defensive staff that's been really depleted, you know, from Raheem Morris, uh, Jimmy Lake leaving, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of support that's gone. And, you know, I, I was kind of expecting more gift Smith kind of hires for the defensive side. Mm. Um, but you know, as as an individual coach, I think, I think this is a good move. I think lots of experience and, um, you know, you you can't go wrong with that.
1: Yeah. I think of all the hires, this, and I, I'm not saying the other ones are bad necessarily, but just in terms of what he brings, this is the, the most confident hire. Uh, just a guy, like you mentioned, w- very seasoned, very well-respected and beloved. I mean, he was beloved by that Chargers organization, which is why he was given the interim tag as just a defensive line coach, and it didn't go to one of the coordinators. Um, so he'll bring that. And I think, as you mentioned, with a guy like Chris Shula, who well-deserved to get this role based on everything we've heard and based on how long he's been with the organization and Sean McVay. You know, first time as a coordinator and, and you need some of that experience on, as your position coaches to kind of lean on. We saw when McVay was first hired as head coach, he immediately hired Wade Phillips, a guy who had tons of experience that he could lean on as he goes through the nuances and learning of being a head coach. So Chris Shula will, I think, definitely lean on a guy like Giff Smith in those instances and obviously just a great defensive line coach. So, you know, not that Aaron Donald needs it, but hopefully we keep seeing the maturation of of Kobe Turner. Um, if they get some of these free agent guys, we're going to talk about, um, but obviously that whole defensive line, we don't want to see anything ruptured that was built over the last few years because it's become one of the premier units in all of football. So hopefully gift Smith can just continue that, which we've seen him do well with the chargers. Obviously they've had a lot of injuries, but you look at the interior and, and some of the young guys, you know, Atito Tito Abonia who we had on the show at, at radio row, a guy that I think really blossomed before he got injured and, and stuff like that. So he'll be able to have his hands on those. Moving next linebackers coach, basically who will replace Chris Shula, who was the linebacker coach now DC, Greg Williams been around the league, uh, just recent or most recently with the green Bay Packers under Joe Barry, formerly of the Rams. So obviously some ties there, not only being on Matt Lafleur's staff, who McVay knows well, but also was under Joe Barry, who was previously with the Rams in that linebackers coach position. So your thoughts on, uh, the Greg Williams hire.
0: You know what I like about him the most is he brings a, a variety of experience from a lot of different places. He's been all over the league: San Diego Chargers, he worked with the Colts, Broncos, um, and then also with the Cardinals. And he's coached not only uh, linebackers but also defensive backs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I w- I always like that kind of thing. You know, it's it kind of harkens to Raheem Morris, where he he's been all over the place, primarily a defensive backs guy, but he's you know he was a coordinator he was a head coach he was and then he flipped over onto the offensive side so i think one thing that we know about the los angeles rams is they really like versatility and this is a guy that offers that um you know i i have i don't know a ton about him but you know the the fact that he's kind of continually climbed up the coaching ladder that always that always, that's always a nice sign so he's kind of yeah. kept moving up and you know he was a, a pass game coordinator for the for the uh Green Bay Packers so that's that's really interesting um so i don't know a lot about him um and that's always the tough thing when you when you get guys like this is like is you know what what is it is what is his expertise what is he bringing exactly to this team uh what is he offering Krishula? um but what we do know is he's got that versatility and he's been around a long time so um, you know, kind of going back to give Smith experience, adding more experiences and more. This is another experience guy, experience, experience, experience. And I didn't, I didn't mention uh, Aubrey Pleasant as well. And how well I think mm-hmm. that these three guys are kind of going to work together um, because of the amount of experience that they have.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Work together well with the experience, but also from different ideologies, right? Like coming from different teams and organizations, they've been around the league. And so we've seen that theme with McVay of, yeah, you have your connections that you know, but you also want to bring in different ways of thinking. And obviously, you got to be able to work well together. So I think that's another good hire um, with Greg Robinson here. So flipping over the offense, new QB's coach, Dave Ragone coming in. He was the OC at Atlanta, has ties McVeigh from his days in Washington all the way back, as I believe a quality control coach back then. McVay's always talked fairly highly of him, um, loves his thought process. Um and so gets you know gets a guy that was an OC last year to be a position coach. So what's your thoughts on Dave Rigott? Obviously they weren't a very good offense out in Atlanta, but um still a guy I think that has a lot of uh, you know good experience as well. But a guy that's very bright and McVeigh has obviously spoke very highly of.
0: Yeah, I think I think you said it all there. Um, you know somebody that he's tr- he's trusted, he's known for a very long time. Um, you gotta like both of those things. Um, and you know. He's he's taken he's taken he's taken the Chip Kelly route of of taking a lower role, kind of you know coach himself back up, get himself a, a re- little rehabilitation. And as we know, the quarterbacks coach on the Rams team often uh, then gets propelled into uh, yeah. a different position, a head coaching position, a offensive coordinator position. Uh, so I'm not sure how long he's going to be around, but you know this is this is the you know. We were were talking about it before we came on. Last year, it seemed like uh, the Rams added um, so many defensive coaches and and defensive minds onto their coaching staff um, to bolster uh, the the defense. And it feels like they're just kind of going all out on on the offense this year, on the coaching staff, by adding um Dave Ragone and and we'll talk about other offensive guys but this is the first one where it's like oh wow this is kind of they're building a brain trust on the offense and that's I mean for the rest of the league and 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 the NFC West in particular that's kind of scary because last year this offense was humming along uh, just fine at the last half at the back half of the year and this kind of points that they're gonna they're gonna double down on that Mm -hmm. and and that's exciting
1: yeah, it is. And and we'll just couple these next two together. Um, you know, they brought in offensive assistant. And I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this last name, so I apologize. But Nate Schielhaus and then game management coordinator. Interesting title there. John Stryker, uh, who nicknamed Stretch with the long neck there. Well, even though Stryker, we both agreed, is a better nickname. Um, but. I get it with the neck stretch. Got it. Um, so just as you kind of allude to, I'll toss it back to you. What do you think of those two hires? Cause they're ones that we haven't really seen on the staff, you know, a game management coordinator and then the offensive assistant, like we don't really know what necessarily his roles will be um, in terms of assisting the offense, whether it's a, a certain position, if it's kind of a Jack of all trades kind of guy, we'll find out kind of as the season goes, but is your thoughts on adding these two, not just roles, but then these two guys I think have been highly spoken about as well.
0: Yeah, I'm really intrigued by both of these moves actually. Nate, Nate Sheilhouse is a really intriguing young guy, uh Iowa State uh passing game or o- offensive coordinator and Iowa State's a really interesting program uh mm-hmm. just because of of their defensive uh, head-minded head coach. But <clears throat> you know, looking at his one season as the as the offensive coordinator Sheilhouse that is, um he, you know, he did a really fantastic job with the quarterback uh position specifically where he that that I can't remember the quarterback's name um, blanking on it right now but he had a fantastic he had a fantastic season as as a as a year one starter uh, for the Cyclones um, you know he's I think he's fourth most yards single single season he holds the record for the most uh, yards in a single uh, game uh, in the history of the Cyclones uh, who never been particularly an offensive powerhouse but they did have brock purdy uh and he was That's there right. during the brock purdy uh uh time and um uh, in uh iowa there Iowa state yeah. and then Rocco act i believe is the yeah, quarterback's name Rocco back great name great, great name. name great name well anyway what i was going to say is i like to call the Rams skinny the most influential uh rams podcast out there uh and, you know, I was pounding the table after the wild card loss to the to the Detroit Lions that they, um, uh, Mc, Sean McVay needs to be um, uh, more aggressive and go for it on fourth downs and his game management isn't isn't great. So they add uh, John Stryker, who's it seems like his entire job at the Titans was to guide Mike Vrabel in that position.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's been referred to as Mike Vrabel's right hand man, which. That might mean he was even more influential in their in their offense. So um, they're creating a new position for this guy. So I mean that's fascinating, and I'm I'm just excited to see uh, if Sean McVay will become a more aggressive coach because of this hire.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's and we've talked a lot, you know, the, the battle of McVay versus Campbell. Like Will McVay up his aggression in that Lions matchup with the with the playoffs, and it, he didn't really. So I'm curious if this will now um, increase that. And, you know, give them that because, you know, when you're the head coach, you have so much going on and every everyone from the couch likes to make it easy. Like, Oh, I would go here. I wouldn't go here what do the analytics say, but there's so much you're managing, especially with him calling the plays that, you know, sometimes you need that eye in the sky or whether he's on the sidelines of like, Hey, this is, this is a moment to do that. Or this is a moment not to do that. And then McVay can craft the actual play call that goes into it, but doesn't have to make the decision. So I think it's a really, really interesting hire and, and one that I, I do like, and I think it'll add something to it so last one we can talk quickly best name of the hires chili davis new assistant special teams coach tasked with making this unit much better than they were last year um but most recently with kansas state at the collegiate level so your thoughts on uh really briefly but your thoughts on chili davis
0: uh you know anything that they can do to make the special teams competent I'm I'm for. Uh yep. you know, I I don't watch a lot of Kansas State football. I don't know anything about their special teams, but uh you know. You don't?
1: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, do um, I don't yeah.
0: So, um you know, get it figured out guys. Let's let, let's turn it around. We were one of their worst units in all of football last year, so let's turn it there around.
1: You there you go. So,
0: another, another uh offensive uh what what do they call it? a senior offensive assistant i'm going to mur- murder this name jerry Shul- Shulpl- Shulpinski.
1: oh yeah just was, added was yesterday also, yeah.
0: yeah yeah so he he's been a uh he, i think he's He's been a tight ends coach. Uh, He comes from uh, New England Patriots where he worked with Nick Cayley, who is the tight ends coach. Nick Cayley is going to take on uh, additional responsibilities in the past game uh, coordinator position. So another, another guy that's just going to be put in the offensive system just to make sure that everything is just clicking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, another good hire and and adding to that. So the staff is rounded out. So now the team can look to free agency. And what they do there, which will lead us to kind of our next topic here. And, you know, we, this few names have been linked always to the Rams. It seems like not, I mean, not always, but at least in the last, you know, year to even two years um, in terms of what they should do. And you look at that edge position that was better than expected theme of the theme of the Rams of the 23 season, but certainly can use some star power there. Um, And with some some cap space coming up, I think that's certainly somewhere they can do. And and so you wrote an article or we wrote an article on it yesterday about Brian Burns. And there's a chance, you know, he gets tagged in Carolina, but then that can potentially trigger a sign and trade. And then, you know, obviously you have Josh Allen down in Jacksonville, also a tag candidate for them. So, you know, by the time this airs, we'll see if those guys are tagged or not. This is the week where teams start tagging players. Uh, But then you also look at a Danielle Hunter with Minnesota that's been linked to the Rams before. So your thoughts on just kind of those three names. uh, And then if there are any bargain, you wrote an article just a few days ago about some bargain edge guys that you like that would be a lot less costly in terms of not just cap space, but also potentially trade scenarios if the Rams do have to do a sign and trade, which will surely cost them a first, if not more. So your thoughts on just those three names and then some bargain guys
0: yeah i don't think uh, josh allen has been really linked as much uh, as both burns and Denis hunter so i'm curious if they're actually uh, how interested they are in a guy like that um but burns burns is the hot name that's just been burning red hot for rams fans and yeah. <clears throat> you know obviously the front office has been really interested in him and for for good reason um uh, my question is you know they offered two first rounders uh, just a year and a half ago uh for the guy and and Carolina doesn't want to give him up for that. Now obviously they have an entirely new regime over there, new GM, uh new head coach. Um but they're going to want something in that uh in that realm. You know, that means giving up the 202419, I think, at, at, in addition to some other picks. Yeah. So, you know, is you know, he's potentially a franchise face going forward for the next you know six seven eight years or somewhere around there um and there are no guarantees in this draft at the edge position obviously we love Layatu latu uh, he's really uh, raised up the boards who knows if he's going to be able if he's going to be there at 19 a couple mm-hmm. other guys that have some interesting uh, buzz around them in terms of edge but no 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 set guy there so you know you know this is this is one of the most uh, highly rated positions. There's a reason they get paid so much. This is a very important position, probably the most important position on defense. Um, so going after a guy and being really aggressive, I like that kind of move. So, um, but just how aggressive are they going to need, and what what's Carolina going to want for it? That's a big mm-hmm. question. If they're not, if you know, if two two first rounders can't budge him. You know, obviously different regime, but. You know, what What are your thoughts that so far?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, usually the fact that his name keeps coming up makes me feel like he'll be in a Rams uniform. I mean, the Rams seem like when they really, really want someone, eventually it happens. They have um, no poker they, face. Exactly. No <laughs> poker face. Like everyone knows, oh, the Rams want this guy and they're going to do everything they can to go get him. The fact that his name is up again in NFL circles, is this the third season or for sure the second offseason or heading into the offseason? makes me think uh, that they really want to make this happen. Now, the beauty of the combine being before the new league year starts, and this is what I'm curious, Skinny T, which we'll talk about a lot next week, the Rams never go to the combine. They do everything virtually. But the Rams also never have a first-round pick. So maybe they'll actually send some brass out there to interview some of these guys. I mean, I don't, again, I don't think the on-the-field stuff really matters, but to at least sit down with some of these guys, do some whiteboard stuff, if they're able to meet with Latu and some other names out there, if they feel good about where they're at at 19, that maybe there's three edge guys and they feel like they can get one of those three then i don't think they will you know send a bunch of capital to brian burns but if they whether that doesn't go as well at the combine or whether they just don't think those guys are going to last then yeah i think they will do anything they can to get a brian burns or you know Daniil hunter who depending on his situation um what that looks like if they can go after him and, and not have to give up a lot of trade assets but obviously will pay a lot in cap so but Brian Burns. Also, the talk is if it's a sign and trade, like he's gonna be pushing what, what was it? 25 million a year. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that's a lot of cheese. I know edge rusher is, is a, you know, the second highest kind of commodity outside of quarterback, but you know, you're looking at a, a lot of coin there when the defense played really well last year without a top edge rusher. Now I think that defense looks a lot, lot better with a top edge rusher and you pair with the, the continued growth of Byron young. And then you add maybe another guy in the draft later in the rounds, like they I'm sure will. And you get that rotation really good. So, you know, on those third down situations, you're going to get consistent pressure from the edge. I think that's obviously you're going to go and get it. So it'll be interesting, but I think a lot will come down to what happens at the combine next week. Um, But I, uh, I, I just feel like the fact that his name keeps coming up, I would, be I would be a little surprised if Burns is not in a Rams uniform. I'll just say that I'll put it out there like that.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say this just as just to be kind of a contrarian, just to to bring things back down. The, the 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 Rams pass rush is predicated and based on Aaron Donald. You have Aaron Donald there, and you can get away with a guy like uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, like they did for years, uh, yeah. who was a ten sack guy when he finally got on the Rams, but. You know, you don't you don't necessarily need this now. That, that is, that's not a long view look. You know, Aaron Donald's going to mm-hmm. retire in the next couple of years. Uh, if you're looking, you know, for four or five years down the road, Burns is the guy. Yeah. But you can go out and get a a budget guy. I I wrote an article about Andrew Van Ginkle, who had mm-hmm. uh, played for the uh, Miami Dolphins. Who is you know he's a six six seven sack guy a year, but he's athletic and he and he drops into coverage a lot, which is a kind of a predicate that. Uh, the Rams need Um, both Byron Young and Michael Hoyt, uh, Leonard Floyd, always at the top of guys that are uh, getting a lot of snaps and coverage. Um, And so, you know, that that's a guy that you can get at a fraction of the cost, you know, maybe $7 million a year, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, $10 million a year.
1: Yeah. Last thing I'll add, and then we'll wrap up. Well, I know we teased some cornerback combine talk. We'll just do full combine. I think we're going to do a lot more than just one or two episodes next week. So we'll, we'll just go full combine next week. So one with this, there's a lot of talk right now with the Chargers potentially releasing both Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Um, I think, in my opinion, based on who I've talked to, for sure one of those guys will get released, but there's a chance both. Obviously, we mentioned at the top of the show, Giff Smith is now the D-line coach with the Rams, who was with the Chargers last year. Uh, so a lot of familiarity here. Khalil Mack had a career year. So even at his age, one of his best years, Bosa, unfortunately, has not been healthy, but everyone knows he can be a dominant pass rusher win so there's a very good chance that the rams have had conversations they're waiting obviously there's no quote-unquote tampering at this point they got to wait till march 12th or whatever date that is but with gif smith now here i would not be shocked if burns is if they're still asking for two firsts and the chargers do release mac and bosa or just one or the other the rams are like let's just go get guy from our backyard who you know Cleo Mack had what 17 sacks last year. Bosa can be a 15 plus sack. guy if healthy and they wouldn't have to give anything. They just re-sign them. Obviously they're going to have to shell out, you know, a decent amount of money, but not give up any draft capital. So before we end, just your thoughts on, on that scenario.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting scenario. It kind of uh, looks a little bit like the Von Miller situation where, uh, you know, an aging guy coming off some injuries, you know, but you know, if you just give them a one or two year flyer, uh, you know, see what he can do for your for your defense no must no fuss move on you know next season um you you know and you know i i like either either of those guys uh i think you know i think uh joy bose can be healthy uh you know he's you know injuries happen but um i think he can make it through a year
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and i think if you're either of those guys at this point in your career obviously you want to go get a ring but if you're not back with the Chargers, you get to go to an organization that is really well run like the Rams and you literally just move your locker room across the field. You don't have to move. You Nothing changes for you at this point in your career. You're not moving across the country and all that stuff. You're just, you know, changing uniforms and moving across the field to the other side, locker room at SoFi, and then you're driving. Instead of Costa Mesa, you're driving a thousand Oaks. But um, Bosa versus them, Bosa,
0: two times a year. That would be fun. It cool. would be a lot of fun.
1: So. We'll tease it with that. We'll dive a lot more into it next episode. Thank you all for hanging out with us. For all those watching, uh, Believe in Rams, hope you enjoyed. We might be back. Who knows? Maybe this will be a regular thing. We never know. For all of our friends over at LA Football Network and Rams Skinny, and for everyone listening on the Mightier 1090, uh, thanks for making us a part of your day. So for Skinny T, I'm Ryan Derrida, and have a great weekend. We'll be back with tons of Combine stuff next week. Take care.